things. But the reason I like Jimmy is because I think sometimes without Jimmy, Grapevine sounds like a bit of an echo chamber. They need Jimmy and they need Carl. The great, Grapevine, and I love, I love Grapevine, but it is an echo chamber. It is an echo chamber. It is and absolutely an echo chamber. And they, I think when they have Carl and Jimmy on, I think it's... And I think that's what Ashley tries to do. And these look always get mad. And I'm like, listen, if you don't have them, your podcast is literally people agree with each other. What's the point of that? Yeah, because people in the comments are like, oh... Like cancel Carl, cancel Jimmy, and I'm just like, no, do you know don't. our black community is full of Jimmy and Carl? So you like, are welcome to this episode <laughs> of Tales of the Plantation, Volume Thirty Six. Tunde decided to take control because Harry has clearly lost, taking us on the road to freedom. What's what happening? What's happening, Harry? Nice of you to show up, man. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> I'm I'm let, no, you know, I'm letting this be the intro. So go on. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Right? You've just started recording. So as far as I'm concerned, I was bang on time. And as far as the listeners... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days! <laughs> is, that, is that all going? Okay, right. Tunde, could you be any more African right now? Yes. What's wrong with being African? Nothing. Hmm? Exactly. Tasha, no, let's go. Look, look how something's <laughs> changed now. Selfish <laughs> just jumped out of her. Just jumped out. Can't believe you know What? What's I wrong with being African, That's my beautiful we're gonna start black this sister? Episode? What's wrong with being African, my beautiful Negro? Huh? This is an African's only, only podcast. Only live yes! This <laughs> is an African's only podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's do intros then. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're outnumbering out you this time anyway. From what you're on about. No, it's, uh, what do you mean this time? Every time. I have to, <laughs> have to low-key pretend that I'm from the Caribbean to, to fit Why in. would you ever do that? Oh, wow. No, can we just do intros? Can we just do intros? Can you mute your mic, please? Can you mute, can you mute your mic? Sorry, you, you're just talking over everybody. I, I just want to piggyback on what someone else has said. Sorry, if you don't know, that's a Clubhouse reference. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have an iPhone, so... Well, she just muted her own mic. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> that, that is exactly <laughs> like that That's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Can we do intros, please? Sure. Harry, you're the host. No, no host Tunde, you show. just you just started this podcast, though. So just go and do it. All right, cool. I guess we're doing it in the messy way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to volume 36 of Tales from the Plantation. I am apparently your host, uh, TFTP Tunde. That is TFTP underscore Tunde on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on that. Uh, and with me today, I have got my dear friends. Harry Tubman, um, leading you all to freedom from the back of the car. Oh, you find me on at Plastation Tales on Twitter. Um, it's your girl, Nelly. You can find me at Harry Tubman. Oh, gosh. At Twitter. At Twitter. Yeah, and please direct any complaints you have about Nezzy directly to at Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell Jack. Yeah, tell Jack. Or why would I be in a podcast if I didn't think I was right talking my opinion? If you think you're right, you should start your own podcast so I can at you and tell you how trash you are. So just to reset the room, um, this is uh, <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Please, please, PTR. We are we are actually joined by two fantastic guests. You will have heard them from two of your probably other favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's come to ladies first. Who are you and where are you from? Hi, guys. Well, I'm Tasha Sampa um, from a Soulful Storm podcast. Also, you can find me on Sampa Tasha at on Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, if you want any, like, you know, K-pop news, just visit my articles on Teen Vogue. We don't. Shut <laughs> I mean, up. Low-key <laughs> low, low brag, and I love it. Teen Vogue writer in the house. Come on. And Grammys, and Grammys, and Grammys. Don't get twisted. And Grammys. And Grammys, and Grammys. That's my bad. Sorry, I was okay. I forgot. Wait, and, uh, and British oh, Vogue oh, and MTV, if we're doing all of that. Okay. You ask yourself yeah. a part like that. and i just would quickly like to add when nezzy came on my podcast i very much agreed with what she said and so did the bbc so yeah she's not wrong well defund the bbc that's what i can say anyway (laughs) (laughs) listen listen don't try i'm just gonna have to i'm just gonna have to moderate you all right um dom has had his hand up for a little while now (laughs) he's waiting for his turn turn i'll come back to you Wow, that hurt. Just to pick you up back off that, Richard, I do think, yeah, I did see Dominic with his hand up. And I just do think that this is one of the biggest problems that we have is that people just aren't listening to each other. That's so it. can we please just everyone mute their mics, please? <laughs> <laughs> I was wanting to escape from Clubhouse just for one evening. <laughs> now, what's going on, guys? So it's Dom here from the Black in a Box, recently renamed podcast. Um, you can find me on Facebook, not Facebook. Who's on Facebook nowadays? Right, I am. Me on- Our parents. That's all you're <laughs> on me? Facebook for, isn't it? Just for aunties. That's it. That's it. <laughs> now I'm on Instagram at Dom underscore HT and on Twitter as Dom H Thompson. Check out Black in a Box. I'll stop plugging my own thing now. Yo, plug it for as much as you can, man. This is, <laughs> this is a, it's a safe space. It's a safe yeah, space safe for plugging. Space. Is it? Tasha, we weren't talking not, to you. Not the black um, Tasha, but where no, no, sorry, Tasha, Tasha and Nezzy. Okay, Tasha, Tasha Nezzy, just to be clear, the title of this room is We're Not Going to Talk Over Black Women. But I would appreciate, yeah, you stop speaking it. Over black women, I appreciate it if you allowed the men to explain how we're not going to talk over black women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, no, bro, can we start? So, sorry, since we're on the topic of Clubhouse, can we start off with that? Yeah. I literally was in a room. Where it was talking about how black women are, people don't people are talking over black women on Clubhouse, and yeah, there was a man on stage. First off, I don't even know why there's a man on stage. Fine, but there was, and he started talking over black women. I just said, "What, what is this?" Can I just say, every room I've been in Clubhouse where it's been like a black woman's face, a man has come in and gone to the speaker. But those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is like this new app. Um, you can go into these rooms and basically chat with different people and you have like speakers, then you have the audience. Every time I've been in a room where it's like a black woman, like even like, I went in like a black woman's literary, like literary something, something. I'm like, every single time a black woman comes in, it will be like, I know this isn't really for me. But I must speak. Yeah, I, <laughs> I must speak. See, I, I, I really love this. Um, now, obviously, I was listening to what you just said, but for the for the um, audience at home, uh, for those of you who don't know what Clubhouse is, basically, it's this new app where there's an audience <laughs> and um, there's speakers and an audience. Wow. Well. And what we've seen in the last <laughs> few weeks, especially, 
What it's, an everlasting wow. Especially especially in the situations where, you know, like it's a woman only space. <laughs> like I know I had a friend. The next one, please. <laughs> <laughs> the comedic timing here, man. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, I think I think it is worthwhile kicking off there, right? Like, and and this is this is one that I think I would turn to the ladies to start. Just Nezi, especially your experience of Clubhouse and just how it's been trying to find a space where it's not just consistently the same Twitter conversations by the same Twitter famous dons. Um, and then Tasha, I mean, how has it been? you know, trying to get into the club from the outside. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's not your fault. You know, just iOS. To pick up, sorry. Just to, Tunde, just to pick, sorry. <laughs> this is the first time I've done it, you know, just to piggyback off um, what you just said. Um, I just wanted to ask Nezi, like, what do you think the rules are for being a side chick? Go on. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, like, I was in on that one. I was in on that one. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so confused because I'm I'm like outside the club trying to get in. What the hell? Basically, just think of all, all the all the conversations that happen on Twitter ad nauseum. How how to be a side chick, um, relationship queries, um, is three k after tax a good salary? Should black people, people own own properties or should we all live in communes? Um, <laughs> like these are the same things that happen on Clubhouse, and to me. I think I I think I felt that maybe bringing the conversation to like audio level would elevate the conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't. So like, I, in some in some ways, I just think you need to know what it's for you. So for me, I realised that I can't go into rooms that are talking about relationship stuff or black men, black women stuff. Because I just find the conversations are so circular, and yeah, and it's just, it's just the same talking points. And I just think the people who, at this point, the conversation has been had so many times that are people really coming to like learn or hear from other people, or they're just coming to reiterate their point. And to me, there's no point in being in the conversation if it's just to. Like I want to hear, a, I want to hear a perspective from somebody. But like, if I'm going to in a room where it's just like, oh, um, do black women hate black men? Okay, <laughs> like this is like, and then all the black women on the, we don't hate you, we just want to be better. And the black men come on and say, no, you hate us. Okay, let's end the room then. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, uh, what? Like, where is this going? But I think the worst thing is that these conversations happen for like, out. It's not even like half an hour it's, it would be like a six seven eight nine hour conversation and people would jump in and i'm like wait you know i'm not working like what's going on like you know just jumping in jumping out this is and they're just having the same conversation all day for what purpose but i would say like having said that i think clubhouse is great just depends who you follow yeah and i think there's also been some really good conversations so i've had and i find that the smaller the rooms are for me personally, the better I find the conversations. Yeah. Because I feel like when the rooms are smaller, people don't feel the need to perform as much. They can just be more mm. themselves and say what they actually think. Um, and there's no point doing things for clout when there's five people in the room. Like, that is very really true. just four, four followers, you, you don't do that much. <laughs> so I feel like people aren't, you know, performing as much when the room is smaller. 
So I had really good conversations over on like spirituality and like where you were and where you are now. That was really good. We've had some good like church type conversations. Um, there's been some good like reading, like book club conversations. I really enjoyed. So yeah, I think you can find something really good if you're if you're looking for that. If you're looking to argue with people about interracial relationships, you can also do that on Clubhouse. But for me, I'm not left that. The the strength of Tasha's eye roll there was uh, impressive. That was that was powerful. Mm. Speaks um, to the strength of the black woman. Um, you're such a. <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that? What do you mean? No, I, sorry, Tasha. I will come back to you. I I will start a room talking about how many different people don't trust Harry Tubman. That fawning, what was it? Who are you trying to impress? Harry? We, ha we, ha we have 200 consistent listeners. I'm trying to impress them. They've already cancelled you in several episodes. You can't... <laughs> Sorry. You I'm building myself back up. Go on, Tasha. Tasha, we're back to you, my dear. I mean, am I, am I addressing Clubhouse or the strength of my eye roll? I mean, feel free to take whatever choice you want. As a black woman, that is your prerogative. And I, I mean, support you in that, sister. <laughs> you must be stopped. I mean, well, I'm, I, have, I feel like I don't have anything real to contribute because I am someone who is like the living definition of outside the club trying to get in because I feel like Clubhouse was an app that was built for me and yet I can't access it because I have an Android. But at the same time, from like what I've seen on Twitter, it, it does seem like the same conversations, the same tired conversations that happen on Twitter are happening on Clubhouse for hours. And it's like, what was it? Like somehow we ended up in ended up in a diaspora war because of kettles. I was like, and I was just oh. like seeing the commentary on Twitter and I was like, this cannot be real. I refuse to believe that people were engaging for days about kettles but i don't know seems like people are mad but yeah i think it, it would be fun to have a conversation where you can you can just learn things and not argue because if we're going to talk about black women hate black men okay and if you want to talk about black women and interracial couples i mean i feel like my twitter should be like the very obvious standard poster child of I am pro interracial couples. So, <laughs> do you mean you're pro? Do you mean you're pro interracial couples both ways, or just pro black? As in, as in, Tasha is quite likely to marry a K-pop star or someone. What's his name? Junior June. Is it that name? June, no, the main guy from BTS. Isn't that his name? Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, I mean that's his nickname, but okay. Yeah, exactly that guy. Right, <laughs> I was right. I see that tweet about this June guy like at least once every three days. <laughs> I'm surprised only once. You know, you know the thing about me and my Twitter is that I still run my Twitter like the way I used to when I only had like 18 followers, and clearly no one cared about what I said. So I just tweet reckless, and then I go and meet like you guys or people in real life, and they're like, "Oh my goodness!" So my my feed is covered of your like like of asian guys i'm just like wow oh yeah people follow me that's weird honestly that's fantastic because she's opened me up to a world that i didn't even know existed like, i honestly well, didn't know it was k-pop was literally not on my radar at all and now i just she loves it, she loves I, it. I wouldn't go that far but no <laughs> my radar. 
Um, Nezzy, just you know, we are we are conscious that occasionally you uh, you know you take up a bit too much time on the on the Don't podcast. Try me. She takes up space. It's true. A lot yeah. of space. Leave um, her alone. Maybe. Isn't that the, the new um, hashtag that's been um, taking up space? Ah, it's, you're, you're an exception though. You were actually told by another black woman to stop taking up space. <laughs> so that 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 Wait, who said that to you? Um, not a tro- That's a listen. Whoever you are, honestly. I don't hear like don't listen to Nezzy because you're a very valued listener and we at Plant at Tales on the Plantation really care about your listenership. How don't do listen to her. Wait a minute, hold on. Was there actually a listener that says that Nezzy takes up space? Yeah. Well, it basically said she's annoying, which I know her, so I know that's a fact. I oh. agree wholeheartedly. Do not <laughs> but, read the comment section. Never read the comment no, section. No, that, that comment section was you. correct. That's the only <laughs> troll I've ever okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say that for the rest of the podcast and We'll She's not, so it's not even. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, Dom, we're coming to you. We're coming to you. Your, what's your experience of Clubhouse been on? I think you've been on there for now two weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. The first thing that comes to mind for me is the old saying: "Knowledge speaks, wisdom listens," mm. and everyone is speaking mm. far too much on there because everyone. We were saying this before we uh, before we started recording. It seems in 2020, because of Twitter and other forms of social media, everyone believes that their opinion is the most important opinion. Mm. And so many of the conversations that I've listened in on, I'm just like, why? <laughs> you are not qualified to be speaking on this. Or if you are qualified to be speaking on it, it's because it's something that's mundane. It's some kind of drivel. So, I mean, I've been in a couple of rooms where there is kind of a benefit to it. There'll be music producers, music producers talking about certain different procedures, certain different standards, something that you can actually build with. But the majority of the stuff that I've heard on there, it's just transporting Twitter and drivel, like I say, into a different medium. So I need to be a bit more critical with who I'm following. I think I need to slowly start to weed out that kind of nonsense because I don't need another form of Twitter in my life. I'm already addicted as it is. It's a bit mad. Um, now I just I just w- do want to um, clarify for any any of our listeners who may seem a bit confused. Uh, Dom Dom is from the UK. Um, I know his accent. <laughs> uh, here we go. How, how mannerless. Look, I just I just have to make it clear. You know what I mean? We've got we've got listeners who think we're all from we're all from the promised land, which is London. Um, Excuse you. You heard what I said. <laughs> you see, right? This is why Northerners think that Londoners are rude, you know. <laughs> I stand by the fact that Londoners, Londoners are mannerless. That's why I moved. Look, I don't like the clubhouse it. room. The clubhouse room clearly stated that the UK itself is not bad vibes. So, as a result, no, but London is. I plead the fifth. I can't actually. I can't, even, I can't even deny it. Still, no, that's, that's... we can be very bad vibes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I went to Birmingham, I was like, wow, people are just nicer. (laughs) (laughs) They're just fundamentally nicer people. There's something about it. Like you leave, I I remember coming back from, uh, from Warwick and you get on the train in Coventry, everything's happy. You're smiling. And then as soon as you get off at Houston and you start going down the escalator, the screw face. Why are you running? Why are you running? (laughs) (laughs) How many times have I almost boxed an old little lady just because she's taken a little bit too much time in London? 
I'd help her down the escalator if I was in Huddersfield. <laughs> with, the size, with the size of you, Dom, you'd carry her down. You'd be doing like this. walking. One in each arm. <laughs> no, it's true. Because even when I'm in London, when I'm rushing from my train back to like the getting on the brain train, because it comes every hour, I'm just like, I will knock over man, woman and child and I don't mm-hmm. care. Move out my way. Mm. Uh, that's one, one rule I have is on the tube, what I don't like, if, if people are getting off, the unwritten rule is that you let people off. Well, I think it's Move, actually written. Yeah. You let people off before you get on. So if people yeah, try and get on, I do not. Bre- I don't break my step. Mm-hmm. I heard you. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. Yep. If you're five or fifty-five, you're getting clapped because I'm not. I'm not moving out of the way. Sorry. Have manners. Anyway, and that's why people don't like Londoners. In a nutshell, <laughs> that <laughs> that in a nutshell is why. Nah, it's like it's like it's actually the law of the jungle out here. Move or yeah. be moved. And that's Pretty just Nezi. Nezi, are you are you also pro London? You are you still even in the room? That's a good question. That's question number one. <laughs> she's she's actually here. This vow of silence is serious. She's actually she's actually trying to remain. <laughs> I don't think she's here for the rest of this episode. So there we go. Um, what have you done? What do you mean, what have I done? We're, we're giving the listeners what they want. What's the problem? I don't understand. You've got to be agile. You've got to think about it. Be agile. If the, if the listeners say they don't like someone, you just say, get yeah, cool. That's cool, man. Listen, Nezzy, I can't wait. Nezzi, I can't wait for you to be on my podcast. Sir. I was going to say, there's always a space for you on Black in a Box as well, Nezzi, so oh, don't worry about wow, it. <laughs> I'm here to poach. <laughs> she, she basically put in her middle fingers up and say, I don't want to be on your, on your podcast. That's basically what she said. That's what, she's, that's, what she, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. There's some furniture moving. <laughs> yo, yo. Right, so it looks like looks like the transfer window is officially open. And Nessie is Yay, and it's not even January. <laughs> Who could we transfer in, man? I don't know. Uh, but now, speaking of bad vibes and the UK, this uh, this last, I think, two weeks ago, we saw the ultimate in bad vibes when a certain owner of a eating establishment decided that there were certain rules mm. that you had to abide by when eating mm. while listening to his hip hop soundtrack. However, that wasn't enough just to follow the rules. You also had to be a model citizen. Because That's everybody right. knows model citizens don't twerk. Mm. Very true. I totally agree. Totally mm. agree. So for those of you uh, at home who are unsure what we're talking about, uh, on, on Twitter, as with everything these days, uh, there was a video that was released and uh, highly commented on about a restaurant owner who stopped. I, I can't remember how big the group was. It was a small group of women yeah, um, cool. who were twerking. Because you know, he was playing. He was playing music that was definitely twerkable. And yeah, they twerked, and the, a, they twerked on the furniture, though. Let's make that. It, clear. it was a brunch establishment. Yeah, but the problem was they were twerking on the furniture. Yes, on the glass, you know. Now, <laughs> yeah, that, these people don't have no respect. <laughs> now that that would have been that in itself, I think most people can understand and go, "I'd rather you didn't twerk on my furniture." Mm-hmm. it was however the speech he made after it about things like this being the reason why you know black people can't progress and and where we're, we're cons- you know what i mean we don't have values that kind of thing and so, he was he said that like what was it men can't he can't tell men to respect women when you don't respect yourself i don't think he's i, I don't think he said that 
No, he, he did. Said, I think he said, he, no, I don't he think, I, I, I can't tell men to respect themselves. So, I don't think he equated the two. I don't think he said men, I can't tell men to respect women when they do that. I don't think that's what he said. I think he said, I'm I can't tell men to respect. Can someone find it? Let's find it. Do you know what? We're going to start with you. Um, we'll let the fact checkers do the fact checking. Uh, what was your what was your response to this video? How how did you react to that? I mean, I watched the video and I feel like I can understand why he was angry because um, why are you twerking on my furniture? You didn't pay for it. I understand it's a brunch establishment. There's music playing. I would expect people to probably break into a little jig um a jig yeah no even twerk i mean twerking is fun but don't twerk on someone's furniture but i feel like it because he did i think the guy did explain that he had told them not to and they continued i'm like well then why did you why did you why don't you just make them leave like tell them you know what you're not respecting my establishment i've told you not to twerk on my furniture you could break it you could spoil it you could scuff it you need to go but instead he kind of like Changed the whole atmosphere of the room, like cut the music and made I mean, this. You whole... not play it before she's finished her point. No, 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 no. No, and then did this whole kind of um, the good Negro speech. I also said, like, this doesn't seem necessary. I just don't understand why he didn't tell people to go and making it seem like twerking is not a risk. I mean, obviously, there's a time and a place for twerking. And, and I'm wondering if you. If you didn't want twerking, then why are you having songs like Back That Ass Up? I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit confused. But also, I didn't like the, the, the hot take that Twitter had. Like, he has no right to say this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, he kind of does. It's his establishment. If he doesn't want that happening, that he has the right to say it. But then for him, I would suggest, well, maybe change the kind of music that you have played. But he, he just didn't need to make it like something that the whole room needed to engage in. And saying that whole thing of like, I don't need your money. I was just like, yes, you do. You're, you're, yes, you do. You do need their money. That's what will keep you open. We're in the midst of a pandemic and you're telling people you don't need their money. A lie. <laughs> shall, shall, shall I play now? And Harry, the, the floor is yours. No, no, I just want to play it. Okay, no, that's cool. I invested a lot of money That's what he said. But that's why I said that I don't think he said women twerking is them not respecting themselves. I think what he was more saying is that I can't tell the men to come in here and be respectful and not of not of women, just men to carry themselves in a certain way. If then you come in here and you're doing and you're doing that, I have to have equal standards. Maybe I'm reading in something better to what he was saying. I could be. It's very possible. But I also think that when it comes down to it. So apparently it turned out that he'd actually had a conversation with them before and said, yeah. please don't do that. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And then they kept on doing it. So I understand him go. I understand him going off. However, at the same time, I think it's still it's still unprofessional. You can't really just like you should have your restaurant. You should be able to call somebody, call security, something like that, and get them out of here. But you don't need to make because that just puts your your everybody in your restaurant in an awkward situation. Like that's a bit. It's a bit mad to so tell them to get the f out is is mad. But then all these people are talking about respectability politics, this respectability politics, that. And I was like, well, no, nah, it's not enough to do with that. It's his restaurant. You, you don't like if he doesn't want people twerking on glass in his restaurant that's not respectability politics that's knowing how to act in public <laughs> that's not that's not being on there you're not in the club you're yeah. in a restaurant however i also think it's dumb for him to allow a dj to play twerking music and then be mad when people twerk i don't I, I me personally i believe there is power in music so if you're gonna if you're gonna have music that is about something why would you then be upset when people do that thing it, i don't Personally, I, I don't get it. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. That's like me, I don't know, playing classical music when someone gets up and does a waltz and like, this is a, like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, you're playing twerking music. What do you, like? So I think, there's cul- I think there's, honestly, I think there's culpability with both, with both parties, personally. Like, I think they're wrong, but I think he's wrong too. Um, he just went too far. He went too far. I yeah. was with him. I was with him. And then he started talking about how you should respect yourself. And that's none of your business. It is none of your business telling people to respect themselves and to not do... All he needed to do, like you said, is go get security, have them removed. That's it. Then we don't have this whole fallout. There's no backlash. And he has the respectability in his restaurant that he was looking for. But he just had to go too far. Woosa, grab your ears, rub your earlobes, do what you got to do to calm down. But you don't need to be telling people about themselves like that. It's just poor business. It's terrible business. Oh, it made no sense, man. Um, just, just as a follow-up before I bring, before I bring Nezzy in by request. Um, the, Tasha did raise a very, very key point. Um, that there is a time and a place for twerking. Um, Dom, I'd like to come to you to answer the question of what is that time and place, please? Good point. When is there a time and a place to not twerk? If the music's right, I don't think there's a wrong time to do it. I've seen people twerk at funerals. And I'm not even joking. So there is not a necessarily right and a wrong place to twerk. It's just what a the music fu- is saying. A, fu- a funeral? Seriously. Wait, what, what, what part of the funeral are we talking? Are we talking the wake? Are we talking the actual ceremony bit? <laughs> <laughs> Some of those hymns, man. Some of those hymns are a up here. Yo, that is wild. <laughs> Yo, that is wild. Wait, how great that? thou art, man. People turn <laughs> back to that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, listen. <laughs> listen. Listen, yo. I think that is wild. But, bruv, each to their own. All I know is that my funeral, you lot better respect my casket. Listen, listen. Oh, you're going near my casket with that. As they're saying, ashes to ashes is just going to be like, that's the dust. Imagine, yo. Ashes to ashes. So, what do you think is the time? Natasha, what do you think is the time? Is the time and place? Well, I feel like the place was not on this man's furniture. <laughs> no, so so, anywhere but his furniture. I, no, I, actually don't think, I actually don't even think this would have been as bad if it wasn't on his furniture. It's actually disrespecting the, the, the establishment. That is. No, it is disrespecting the establishment. That's why I'm saying that there's a time. I mean, th- this is why it's like, it's a weird situation because he had so much anger, but it's like, but dude, you are playing like ass shaking music. So people weird, are man. going to shake their ass 
Now, I agree. They shouldn't have done it on your furniture. I just, it's like, it's like Dominic said, I do not understand why he couldn't have just had security take them out. It was such a simple situation, mm. but I was reading and also listening to the read podcast. And they said that basically like his, like his numbers have gone up. More oh, people yeah. are attending his restaurant. It's like, that's because like, Oh my goodness, we're canceling him. I'm like, no, it had no, the exact opposite effect. Yeah. I also think, though, to be, and this is what I said before, I said, you know, respect to politics isn't necessarily a hot take. I do think there is probably, there is an intersection there where there are some people who see twerking as holistically as a thing, as unrespectable. Yeah. So that in turn, and they were like, let's not get twisted. Black people, all black people ain't left. All, mm. Not even all black people ain't left, but I mean, all black people, like, there's also black people that agree with respectability politics. Absolutely. I'll probably say most of us do. Um, mm. So I think he probably, from hearing that speech, they may have read, I didn't read respectability politics into it, but they may have read it into that and thought, yeah, he wants us to have, and I guess maybe to a certain extent he did, like we, we want to have a respectable establishment where we're not doing our low down black stuff. And so they thought, great, let's go there. And then his numbers have gone up. So I guess that, I just think, you know, go where you want to go, innit? So Nezi, Nezi, coming to you, what's, what was your take on the on the restaurant owner? Is she going to do... I don't know if she's actually... I'm trying to work out if she's actually going to ruin this podcast by doing this for the entire time. This, I can't hear you. I'm giving people what they wanted. I'm here. Nezi, I did get a... I got a tweet, a live tweet from a listener that said, we really need more of Nezi in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, so then what will you do? Because one person said they didn't want your voice. Now you're upset. I was told that listeners... (laughs) Plural. <laughs> oh my god. Plural. And then I was told to give the listeners what they want. I can't believe that after. I mean, as a black woman, you actually can't. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if you talk too much, you're angry and aggressive. If you don't talk, you're too quiet. What do you want from us? <laughs> Unbelievable. Hashtag once again, Harry's femphobia showing. Um, I would just like to remind our listeners that Harry Tubman is the main host of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Any, any... uh, You are determined not to be cancelled. You will not go down with Tales from the Plantation. I can't believe... I can't believe Nezzy's... Nezzy, fix up and just say your please, please, because this is, this is tiring. We have more things to discuss. Tiring. Oh my God, shut up! (laughs) We brought you onto this podcast! Did we? We sent you the invite. So, speaking of keeping quiet at the exact. My actual opinion on this twerking thing is that um, it's like a sport. It's like a sport. Like, I'm not going to acceptable behavior. I don't think it's acceptable behavior. I think it's tacky. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know as a black woman why we're trying to make this a thing that we do. Like, I don't know. I feel like in any other designed for twerking? Even it wasn't. It clearly wasn't. It's not a club. (laughs) Like, people are trying to make this a thing. Twerks the run. Trying to make this a controversy. Like, this this, this thing, this brunch was created as a twerk brunch and you have stopped me from twerking at the twerk brunch. It's not a twerk brunch. It's a brunch in which it's a brunch brunch. Music. people <laughs> sit down and eat. And you decide to get on this man's furniture and twerk. 
he was wrong because he shouldn't have brought the entire restaurant into it. If I'm sitting mm. in your restaurant and a group of people do something you don't like, don't come and lecture me. I'm not your child. This yeah. is not a, a come, you know, a come to Jesus moment for black people where all black people need to be involved in for black people's ratchetness. Like, I don't know what he was doing there. Like, it's not my problem if four other women are working in the corner. I just came here to enjoy my brunch and your hip hop music. And now you're lecturing me about what black women need to do. Not, I, I'm not here for that. But he was right to tell them to stop twerking in his restaurant. And I just don't think as black women we need this. I don't think we need to fight this battle where we're fighting for the battle to twerk at brunch. <laughs> Why is this a battle that we're trying to fight? Like, I just don't understand. Because like, it's the ownership of your own body. It's just ridiculous. I don't need to twerk at brunch. I don't think twerking is wrong. I love a good twerk in my bedroom. I might even love a good twerk at... Well, I don't fix it up, but... If I went to the club, I'd love a good twerk. If I went to go to a beach party, I'd love a good twerk. But why am I twerking at Hackersan in the middle of the day? What's <laughs> at Hackersan? <laughs> can, I, can I jump you know in? I mean? Feel free. Of course you can, black woman. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, I do not think that these women would have done this if this had been a white man's establishment. You're just, you're not going to convince me. That's interesting. I, I don't no, I don't think it, it would have been done and I don't think it would have been this kind of conversation because I just don't I don't see that happening. But why like what, when you say that, what do you mean? Is in they respect his restaurant not to do it? Or like what do you mean? Like what when you say they wouldn't do it? I do not see black women twerking on a white man's furniture. And then having this whole kerfuffle on the internet about they're trying to police our bodies. No, hmm. you're just not going to twerk in the middle of Pizza Express. Do you know what? I can tell you the thing is, I can actually, see Pizza Express is kind of cheap, so maybe. Yeah, someone like Pizza Hut. I can see someone getting on the table at Pizza Hut and twerking, for sure. I can see someone getting on the table at Nando's. I don't see that happening even at Pizza Hut. And Nando's. Yeah. This, this, I've this never seen anything like that happen. I'm not saying I've seen it happen, but I'm saying I can see someone, and not just let's not just say black people, I can see people of all races doing some foolishness. I had a dream that one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we've got to. Doing with, with any kind of, I don't know, like, I don't want to say that is low end, but you know, low end. Like, it's not high end. <laughs> but like, because well, people like Nando's whatever but i think i can see people doing that i just can't see people doing that and then trying to defend it like i don't feel like if nando's was playing uh, i don't know i don't know the latest hip hop. if nando's was playing uh um wap or whatever i don't think <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that Hey, let me let me let me try and get into this. I, I wonder, means. I wonder what the audience, what 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 the audience is. They normally, well, I don't know, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it like, can you kick it? Is that what they're listening to? <laughs> um, <laughs> the message. The tribe. Nezzy, I want to play WAP for you just one time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I can't see if they played that and people being like. Well, why would you play Cardi B and not expect them to be up on the table at Pizza Hut twerking? Like, it's just silly. Like, it's not. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a sensible argument. If he created this space as a space where people like dance and twerk and whatever, then it would make sense to me. But you've gone to a brunch which is not for that and decided to twerk on someone's furniture and then decided to have a conversation about respectability politics. And like, respectability politics does play into some of these things about twerking. But this isn't the. This isn't the. This isn't the, the, um, the case. You know when they do legal, um, when they do like the civil rights movement, they have like 
um, test, not test studies. You know what I mean? Like cases that have specifically been- The landmark case? Yeah, the landmark case. So they'd be like, okay, we're going to use this. Rosa Parks is a really good person to use as our test case. She sat down the back of the bus, she fits the profile, she's respectable, she's blah, 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 we're going to bring that to the court. This is not your, your case, black woman, this is not. Um, so basically, this is not the hill that black women should be dying on. Mm-mm. No, I agree. I don't even I feel like this situation was that big of a deal. I don't think the situation was that big of a deal because that, those black women were so far in the wrong. Because I'm like, you're you're not going to justify twerking on someone's furniture. You can't even come to my house and twerk on my furniture if I don't feel like it. <laughs> that's Imagine even true. That. You know, that's even true. Does he... <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna it's run. even true, you know. <laughs> Imagine you come to someone's house and you started, hey, on my wall. And you did. And you shoes on as well, with their shoes on. Yo, <laughs> no chance. Oh my no chance. I'm chucking you at the house. And I'm going, <laughs> Uncle I'm Phil going style, man. You. Yeah, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's him <laughs> wet. No, it's a madness. It's mad. The conversation to be had is that black men do sometimes feel this need to lecture black women about, oh, if you don't respect yourself, how can you respect yourself? That that whole, that that is a conversation to be had. And I've, I've never I've never heard that personally. And to be honest, Nezi, I think you're disrespecting yourself by even suggesting. <laughs> it. But sorry, just to piggyback off that, <laughs> Clubhouse. Uh, did anyone see Snoop Dogg's comments about WAP? I, I cannot. <laughs> oh no! I actually could say? not I said, the nerve. You know what? I was so I blown away by the nerve. I think black men. I think we're actually incredible. You we're guys, absolutely incredible. You guys have been time person of the year. <laughs> yes, yes. What did he say? Black men deserve time person of the you year. Guys deserve time person of the Basically, year. he said like he doesn't think that women should be making songs like that because you know it's like it's a sacred thing. <laughs> he said it's a sacred thing. I said Snoop. Wait, I said Snoop. Have you ever listened to your music? Is this the right to drop it like it's hot? Drop it like it's hot. I'm like, bro, you're going to be in a big, for a big surprise when you listen to your music. (laughs) Snoop Dogg's first album is called Doggy Style. What the hell? He said, it ain't no fun if the homies homies can't have no (laughs) (laughs) And I said, wait. (laughs) You know Snoop turned up to the 2003 MTV Awards with like two women on leashes? But you know, it wasn't even a joke though. It was legit. He actually was a pimp. Because, no. because Snoop Dogg had like a whole era where he was a pimp. Like he wore the perm, he had pimp. the long nails. Yeah. So I'm like, so that, no, no. So let's let's not do. I'm gonna actually quote exactly what he said. So what he said was, um, he said, "That's your jewel, and you should hold on to that. That should be a possession that no one gets to know about until they know about it." And he said, briefly, briefly acknowledging the hypocrisy of his criticism, the gin and juice rapper admitted that he may have been with the WAP movement when he was younger, adding, I probably would have been on the remix, but as an older man, I love it that they're expressing themselves and they're doing their thing. I just don't want it to where young girls feel like they can express themselves like that without even knowing that, that this is a jewel that they hold on to, express the concerned Snoop. So, <laughs> these men do not shut up. He said, that's something you should hold on to until you don't. <laughs> wait, sorry, I even missed it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Wait, hold up. No, no, no. He said, I just don't want it to where young girls feel like they can express themselves like that without even knowing that that is a jewel that they hold on to. He didn't say until they no, don't. No, no, before, the, when you get to the beginning, he said something about holding on to it until That should be a possession. That's your jewel and you should be, hold on to it. That should be a possession that no one gets to know about until they know about it. No one gets to know about it until they know about it. That's so deep. disappointing. It's so disappointing. I don't think, no, 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 I don't, no. 
This is why black men are time person here because we say things that no one else can understand. <laughs> <laughs> no one can know about it until they know, until about, they know about it. Don't you, don't you get what I'm saying, innit? No one else can know about it until they know about it. Tunde, you get it. No one else can know about it until they know, until they know about it. Mm. I don't get it. It's, 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 it's deep. Well, you've got to think about it. That's <laughs> the layers. That's the layers. Uh, you know, I thought of all people, if it was me and someone asked me about that, I would say, I would be, be like, yo, listen to my discography. I have no comment. <laughs> Why can't no people comment. just shut up? Just shut up. That's I'm like, people need to like, just shut up. Don't have to say something about everything. Just stop running your mouth. It's Pass madness. Norm. Take your time. Take your time because just you are preaching <laughs> today. Say less things. It's that simple. It's that simple. Say you don't less. need to have an answer for everything. You know what? I, I said this on my podcast and I stand by it, but I'm just there like, I really feel like men just, men hate women. Like you, you don't see us as people. You see us as your either incubators for your children or you see us as your sex object. But sex is not something that like women are meant to enjoy. And it drives me berserk. I'm like, Disclaimer, um, Tales, from the podca- Tales from the Plantation podcast would just like to clarify that no permanent members nor guests see women merely as incubators <laughs> or sexual objects. Vessels. Thank you. No, Thank you for listening. You can send that message. Go on, Tasha. That, that, that little thing just made me lose my whole train of thought. I'm going to try and get back. Um, no, basically, because I'm like, all these men, including Snoop Dogg, like you have... You either enjoy songs about sex or you've made songs about sex, but you have this fundamental problem with Cardi B and Megan The Stallion making a song about sex, but just saying, if you do not do this, or I would like you to do this, and we can all just be out here having a good time. Now, I understand. I would understand if Snoop Dogg was saying that, you know, I I have like reached this like spiritual plane. And I throw away my whole discography. I should never have made that stuff. And I just completely and utterly repent. But he hasn't done that. He stands by his, like his music, but he's just saying, mm, ladies, I don't think you should do that. So what do you want? It's the same thing what? for women, which is for women to be their incubators and their sex objects. Yeah. For them exactly. Women can't do the same things that they do. That's literally yep. what it is. We can have I, lots of sex with lots of different people and you should keep your, your virginity with your precious jewels. Well, then it's like when I decide to settle down. That's well, actually, no, not necessarily because sometimes we want you to be passed around because it's no fun. The if homies. the homies can't get in it. <laughs> no, there's, there's that as well. So no, it, it's, it's, it's actually madness because I'm like, you say that you don't like hoes, but men are the ones that keep the sex industry thriving and flowing to the point where it's a billion dollar industry. And then you want to have sex, but women can't talk about what they enjoy. You literally want to dump on women and then just have them filled up with your babies. Uh- yeah, and I think it's very vivid. I, I should probably make at least one serious point because if this is the only episode that anyone hears, they will think Tunde is a raving misogynist. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be right. <laughs> but this, I think, this is why I think, FGM exists. I, I think I think it's really important to to properly frame it right. Like a lot of this comes from, um, and and I know this may not be a particularly popular view amongst our listeners, but a lot of it comes from the way we've been taught Christianity, right? Like a lot of these countries, the idea of what purity looks like comes from the the way we've taught it through Christianity, right? This idea that for women, 
purity looks like not wanting sex, not being sexual in any way, shape or form. And for men, it's about um, not chasing sex before it's too early, but knowing that when the right, when the time is right, it is your right to get sex, right? And so when you put those two messages together and people are hearing it, what you end up with is a culture which demonizes women for enjoying sex, but also um, leads to the creation of incels and rape culture and misogyny and the lack of any kind of sense of irony from people like Uncle Snoop when it comes to discussion around this. And it's because that's just the way we've been programmed, right? There's a whole lot of work that needs to come into not just the, the music uh, and, and the music and entertainment industry, but actually just into general discourse around how different people are allowed to own their sexuality. And I think that is part of the challenge we have as well when it comes to understanding um, people of different sexualities, because there's there's a there's a clear sense of it is for a man to take from a woman. So anything mm. is outside of that confuses people. Right. Um, so, so I think for me, there is definitely as much as we joke about it, it's, it's important to make the point that though these kind of conversations aren't happening in isolation, it's not just about the music. It's not just about this one song. It's not just about this one restaurant owner. Um, it's about just how we as a society discuss sexuality and how we view people owning their own sexuality in relation to what, purity looks like and what respectable looks like right because i i mean even in terms of the twerking thing right realistically we we define what respectable looks like right and that has usually been defined by what um high society has looked like right but let's not forget that high society often takes the popular parts of um lower society and once they adopt it, it becomes a high society thing. Yeah. Right. Taking baths, rich white folk in, in the aristocracy didn't used to do that. They took it from the poorer people and then it became a sign of, of class. Being clean became a sign of class. Before it was all about the smelling and just caking on your makeup and perfume. Right. So I think it's, it's important to also put that lens on it um, when we are talking about this whole thing. Uh, and I would like to thank uh, Tinde for mansplaining how feminism works to us. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Listeners, do you see how we couldn't even commit to that? Do we? Do we hear? That? <laughs> Sorry, no. I do have one beef with WAP though. What's, your, what's, your beef? what's soggy. that? It's going in dry and it's coming out soggy. I don't want to hear soggy in any <laughs> song. I don't want to hear that word anywhere. That's disgusting. Wait, what? There's so a lyric that not... says it's going in dry and coming out soggy. That's disgusting. I don't want to. Wait, hear that no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. What part of what was that in? Because I listen to what frequently. I do not remember that. You must have heard the radio version. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> that is my anthem and my theme. No, no, because I'm like, I don't like, I don't like the radio version of anything. I'm just saying, like, give it to me as explicit as it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it certainly is in there because I remember the first time I heard it I was vibing and then I just heard Soggy and I was like nah oh yeah that, it is that, that okay. can't run I'm reading the lyrics on Google where is it let me just go maybe I've not been paying attention I, I, can we just I guess uh, let's shift this along one two three no no we're just we're just gonna finish it here um, <laughs> are we <laughs> the third stanza 
Thumbs up. <laughs> nah, Nezzy, why did you make it sound like the Advent hymnal? Listen, um, so I haven't heard the song, so for all I know, the song is called Worship and Praise. And that's, um, I'm, so that's my just, story, and I'm sticking, <laughs> I'm sticking just, to it. Just to finish it up, there, he, is, he is correct. Um, it's going oh, again, I see coming it. out foggy. I ride on that thang like the cops is behind me. I spit on his mic and now he's trying to sign me. Oh, Ooh, yes, wow. I do remember that part. I'm so I'm not sorry. Lie to you, those lyrics are absolutely terrible. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> the beat is nuts. The beat is nuts. Saying, I'm just telling you guys. So, so, what you're telling me, um, Harry, is that you would not consider WAP for a best songwriting uh, Grammy for this year. I would not. And I just, I would like to clap you there. What a link. Thanks for saying Fantastic. Right, that. Fantastic Luckily, work. Buttons isn't here to spell the word segue. <laughs> 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 He's not even here. Violations. Violations. Um, okay, no, but the, this is the next topic. We're talking about the Grammys. And uh, the big question is, are they still valid? Uh, there have been a whole host of uh, questions raised of the of the the music academy um to just ask whether they're really listening to the songs that came out this year um both in terms of who was being snubbed and who was nominated and in which categories so we do have two music in fact we've got a, a, a pod of music heavy people this year um this year this week but i'm going to start with you dom um because i know you are a huge huge music head mm. so oh god that's a heavy sigh let's start with you the grammys are they still valid no not for black music anyway not for black music for me i don't understand how anything can be deemed as valid when it isn't experts that are really making the decisions on that particular genre there's two particular moments in Grammy recent history that I can point to as proof that the Grammys don't know anything about black music. 2014, Mark Lamore and Ryan Lewis. I knew he was going to oh say my God. Kendrick, the Good Kid Mad City to Album of the Year. 2016, Taylor Swift wins Record of the Year versus To Pimp a Butterfly, which is heralded amongst all kinds of critics from all kinds of genres as a musical masterpiece. It's madness. Eminem has six Grammys. Eminem does not have six good albums. Mm -hmm. There is nothing but madness when it comes to the hip hop and the R&B categories. It's usually the radio friendly hits that are going to win it, but that doesn't necessarily spell out good music. And another thing, WAP, we were just talking about WAP. Why has that not been nominated? Is that not the biggest song of this year? Because, because Cardi not, didn't because submit. Terrible, because it's, no, 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 no. We're not going to kill what terrible. Not in my presence. <laughs> no, but, no, but Cardi, wait, wait, hold Cardi, on. Are you going to are you going to tell me that it's actually well written? Like as a like no, I'm not talking. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be well written. It's it, not everyday it lyrical miracle. Well written. The thing is, lyrical miracle. <laughs> no, but the thing is though, what has been one pivotal. of the. WAP has been one of the biggest songs of the year, it, and its discourse has reached. Yeah, it's probably the biggest song of the year. But the only reason why it wasn't nominated is because Cardi said that she's not submitting WAP until the album is out. Right, okay. That makes sense. That's fine. But I mean, I was just going to say quickly there as well. The Grammys have been boycotted by hip-hop artists several times. 1989, they boycotted. Um, I think the first hip-hop artist to win a Grammy was The Fresh Prince. When you think about the calibre of hip-hop that was around in the 80s with your Rakim, your Wait, is, is that true? That's true. Yeah, that it's is true. 
Parents just don't understand. That was the first hip hop Grammy. And when you think about the lyricists in the 1980s, it shows that the Grammys, they just want to portray a certain version of hip hop. And this is the kind of cookie cutter crap that we're going to give you. Everything else with real substance yeah, never gets recognised. <laughs> never gets recognised. Sorry, Nessie, go on. No, I was just going to say, if Taylor Swift can win Grammys, I have nothing against um, well, winning, winning a Grammy. I just, I'm trying to understand how they pick like, what's their category for choosing what is, like, best album of the year or best... Because the fact that, even though Kanye's an idiot, he did have a point about Taylor Swift yep. against Beyonce. Like... I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> yeah, like, he actually had a point there. And that's when I thought... And I just... I, I don't really understand why black artists still continue to attend the Grammys. Because, like, black people make culture. Like, yeah, it must be a financial thing, which is why they do it. That must be the only reason, because it, it can't be for any other reason. So I'm assuming, as I don't know how it works, but I'm assuming there's a financial reason why they're still attending, because Beyonce doesn't need the Grammys for validation. Like, Beyonce's work, especially in her more recent years, like, I don't know, I don't personally think her earlier work is, like, as, you know, fantastic works of art, but especially her, her most two recent albums, they're, like, artistically, like, excellent. Mm. So does she does she need a Grammy to tell her that? I don't think so. Especially when you're talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, go on, Tasha. I'll come in later. No, my point's going to be long, so you might want to go first. Oh, all I was going to say was that when it comes to the Grammys, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, why do people care about the Grammys?" And I'm like, it's 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 the it's the fame and it's the recognition and it's the money. Mm. Like people, mm-hmm. everyone's streams go up when you get a Grammy. You get more opportunities when you get a Grammy. Just being able to say that you've won a Grammy is a massive deal. Like it, it basically legitima- legitimizes you and certifies you as a as an artist that has been well renowned. Because remember, like a Grammys is not. It's not. I know that people think to a certain degree that uh, it's just people that random people just vote, but it's artists and songwriters and like it's actual. It's your peers that yes. nominate you for. You get nominated for a Grammy, and they're the ones that put you forward. But I'm obvi- obviously. There's not enough black people because there ain't no black person that would have nominated Macklemore above Kendrick Lamar, of course, for hip hop. So we can see that in the categories that where black people ma- like matter or black people's music is, well, I say the categories, it's like 90% of them. But I mean, like, <laughs> I think that it's obviously there's not enough black people in the nominating pool. That's definitely true. But I think as an artist, you go to the Grammys because it's, it's, the, it's the biggest musical event and it's, mu- it's tangible money. Like your streams will go up, like your opportunities will go up. So I think well, artists don't I make money from streaming no more. That side's dead. I think the artists make most of their money from touring. That's why but, I honestly think that less, yeah, but, less but people it's, actually go into the Grammys. True, but I think it's still at the end of the day, it's still clout, right? Like if you if your streams go up, that's that's still probably gonna it most likely lead to more opportunities. Like you might not, you're right, you might not necessarily sell per se that much more, mm. but you will get probably likely to get more opportunities. You're in front of more people because what yeah. people will do, and this is what, as a music fan, this is what I do. I look down the growing nominations list and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I ain't heard of that person. Yeah. I'll check them out. I didn't know that. And yeah, so I think it does just expose you to new people. And then again, so like you say, they get the money from touring, but when you're touring, you've got more fans now because more people know about your music because you're getting on more streams, you're getting on more playlists. So it is a big deal to get nominated for the Grammy. So as much as, as much as I think it's not, as much as I think it's, I think it's done really badly. I think it's still, it's valid is a, is a difficult word to use, but I think I understand why people care. But if everyone pulled out, surely that would make it, like if all the big black artists, if every black artist just boycotted it and refused, I know we always talk about boycotts, but 
honestly, if the big artist just refused to participate, it would lose some of its clout. Like if Beyonce, Jay Z, like um, even like, even the up and coming ones, Chloe and Halle, um, all these people were just like, I don't care. Wouldn't it not lose its its status? Uh, I mean. I'm coming to you in a second, Tasha. Mm. I would just like to be pretty clear. And I think I think it's pretty obvious that if we're talking about people or artists who are going to lead the boycott of the Grammys, it probably will not be, what is it, 16-time Grammy Award winner Beyonce? <laughs> Solange would do that. Yeah, but, what, yeah, but, no, but when you say boycott the Grammys, what do you mean? Do you mean boycott the ceremony or boycott? In terms of actually not submitting not your music, yeah, oh, you mean not submitting your music in the first place? Yeah, but the label—it's—it's it's a sticky one because I guess the label will want you to. No, because the labels do it. Yeah. The labels but will probably submit. But you could, yeah. Beyonce could, yeah. She could. She's got enough clout to say I'm not. I don't be submitting. Beyonce could have enough clout to say that I don't. Don't submit me. The very process has been historically racist, and I do not like consider the Grammys to be of relevance. That is a big blow to the Grammys. To be honest, that is. Fans care more than the artists do. Five Dogs said it. I never let a statue tell me how nice I am. The artists don't no, care. No, the artists care. Just how many Thank artists? The, just how many artists were enraged this year alone tells you the artists still care. Yeah, like like the most important black artist, Justin Bieber, who was fuming, <laughs> fuming that his album was not nominated as an R and B album. Yeah. It was not popular. Can, can I? Can, can I? R and B king. I won't let him go undefended. Agreed. Go ahead, Tasha. Because Justin Bieber was robbed. Bruh. Guys, I'm I'm gonna ask you to bear with me a little because I have to get like the the facts that I have out of this. Cause I did actually write about this 14 vote, because what Justin Bieber did actually infuriated me. Like to, to level that I like I, I couldn't understand. So Justin Bieber was already nominated for three Grammys this year. Um, and they were all in the pop categories. So going on this rant about, you know, how he should have been nominated for like the R&B categories just tells me like white privilege is alive and kicking in this boy and having black artists on your album doesn't make it an R&B album. Sorry, I'm like, how stingy and selfish do you have to be? Like for, Yummy was nominated for a Grammy. Yummy, that did not reach number one. Justin was out here on Twitter begging and pleading for his fans to stream it to wherever to get to number one. Like, Yummy didn't even make that dent, bigger dent in the music industry this year, and yet it was still somehow Grammy nominated. And yet you want to take up space in the in the categories that Black people just about make it into? That, that gets on my nerves but to say that the grammys doesn't have any relevancy i mean i see why black people should boycott it but unfortunately it does because like harry said there is validation there is money just the fact that you as an artist can say i'm even grammy nominated means that you can put bigger demands on your on your rate so um just to give an example um, BTS got nominated for a Grammy this year and that meant so much to South Korea that they have exempted BTS going to the army for the next two years because well, they're still going to have to go 
Yeah, I mean, some people are even calling and saying that they shouldn't. No, some people are calling and saying that they shouldn't go at all. But that is how much it means to the country because South Korea has this thing where if someone brings national pride to the country, so if you're a classical musician or if you're a football player like that guy that plays for Tottenham, Young then so yeah, song. yeah, IG. then you if you bring like a level of attention to. Um, to the country, then you don't have to, you get exempted from the military altogether. So it's now statistically based that one in 13 people go to South Korea because of BTS. But their Grammy nomination means that they, they I mean, realistically, I don't think they're even going to go to the, if they win the Grammy, then they're probably not even going to go to the army at all. But that is how much of an impact the Grammy still has across mm. the world. It gives you international clout. Yeah. So it's racist. Is it sad? Of course. No, but that—that's but that's that's <laughs> white supremacy. That's the white stamp on everything. If the white man says that it's good, then it has to be good. So, um, unfortunately, yeah, the Grammys still count. And also, um, like Harry said, it's something that is voted for by your peers. So only people who have actually been Grammy winners or Grammy nominees get to even vote in the process. It's not like the MTV awards. So when Kanye jumped on stage and said that, you know, um, Beyonce should have won, the, the VMAs is fan voted. Whereas the Grammys is not. So it- You think Grammys should be fan voted? Um, no, 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 not at all. Because it, again, it's, it's the size of someone's fandom doesn't like selena gomez's fandom is huge does selena gomez make good music absolutely not one of the laziest performers i've ever seen in life but anyway right. um you know you're I, you're, the, you're the one that's 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 a right what if you have to write an article about boy <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to now <laughs> i'll just put up this recording and be like selena look what she said about you <laughs> <laughs> no but the thing is though right if i if i had to interview selena gomez i'll interview her professionally it doesn't mean that i rate her music it just means that i do my job boy that is not something i love it i love it that's that's the right i'm just doing my job <laughs> so when do you need no, i'll do my job and i'll do it respectfully Where but do i rate you do i rate her music not at all but the thing is though the um so many like so many prominent black people have never won a grammy the jackson five have never won one snoop dogg has been nominated 13 times never won one buster rhymes has been well, nominated. Actually, in, fair, in fair in snoop dogg's case if he started not singing about you know all that sex stuff maybe he yeah, that could have been exactly. it. I'm respecting himself. If he started respecting himself, respecting himself. <laughs> I think he probably yeah. won. Yeah, I reckon that's Yeah, Buster Rhymes has been nominated 11 times, has never won one. Buster Rhymes has never won a Grammy? He's been nominated 11 times and has never won one. No, 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 he must have. What? No. Are you serious? No, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you. Listen to the expert reeling off facts. Make it clap the remix. We shut up all. Wait. I'm sorry, that's actually shocked me. Wow, Touch It did it win. I'm shocked by that. No, and Touch It. Do you know who hasn't won a Grammy? I need to play this. Who hasn't won a Grammy? And it's disgusting. What's happening? Sorry, stop it there. That wins a Grammy. We can't even hear it. I can't lie to you. I can't you. hear what you're playing at all. What? What was that? 
So yeah, welcome back to Tales from the Plantation Random Radio. <laughs> yeah, send in your submissions for what you think that song was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Wait, know. No. We're gonna put some respect to Jasmine Sullivan. Sullivan. New Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, she's she hasn't won a Grammy. Jasmine Sullivan's not won a Grammy, and I think. I'm still spun up. All the buzz around is so big. Like that, Jasmine Sullivan's not won a Grammy. Yeah, like, but if, if Buster Rhymes, if Rhymes hasn't won one, what makes you think Jasmine Sullivan? No, this no, is this is this is the mute. This is the moment I knew that I would forever despise the Grammys. Was okay. So today is the seventh anniversary of when Beyonce dropped her self-titled, and I was literally watching a video on Twitter of like different news clips of like white news anchors basically saying that you know Beyonce has li- changed the way the music industry will now distribute music no other art like white news anchors from cnn and fox news and nbc NS- nbc were saying that you know no other artist in the world could have done what beyonce has done what she did with self-titled went number one in 108 um 100 108 countries and sold almost like a million in one in three days and then she lost album of the year to some guy called beck I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky one though because I hear what you're saying about that, but I would just say like just because you sold lots doesn't necessarily mean your album's actually the right. the, the best. And Beck is actually it, quite well respected. And I, and I have, well, I wouldn't even no, say that. No, I'm not, I'm not even saying the Beyonce. I, I the thing is, I agree. I'm just saying that like, I remember a time when there was best new artist. And Justin Bieber was in the category, and everyone thought he was going to win. Actually, Esperanza Spalding won, and, and all these believers. Drake was in that category as well. Drake was in that really? category as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Who's who's Esperanza Spalding?" All these like, and I'm like, "Yo, she's yeah, one of the most talented musicians alive. Like, yeah. she absolutely." Deserves. But I, but the thing is, I do agree. I think the Grammys get more things wrong than they do right. Like ninety percent of the time, it's wrong. Ninety percent of the time, it's like, right. oh, they've done something. Like ten percent of the time, it's like, oh, okay, actually, you're right. They should have won it. But the chances what are, what did she do that for? If you have a country award in the same show as a hip hop award, in the same show as a jazz award, the chances are one of them is going to be wrong because it just True. it covers far too much, far too many different genres. Hmm. And and I think this is um, kind of off offshoot but similar vein. Uh, the the mobos recently had uh, a lot of uh pushback from people who discovered that the mobos were a thing right Even so though they've been oh, a thing for 20 years yeah mental. so but this is this is the this is the um i suppose where i'm coming from with this is if we are saying you know divest from the grammys etc we have got the the mobos already so is there also. perhaps a is there is there a shift that we need to have in the cultural mindset where yeah. we give a bit more respect to the MOBOs? Because that is specifically what they're for, right? We have the international awards. We have the different um, genres within music of black origin. So is is this perhaps where we should be seeing more artists put their attention on? Because it's, it's not a case of us trying to find something new or create it from scratch. This already no, exists. Yeah, the, Mobo, the MOBOs were... Um 
I think the, I think the reason the reason why I just stopped reflecting the Mobo is when they just started handing out Mobos to random white artists, and I was just like, <laughs> they have the Brits, like they literally have the Brits. Yeah. The reason why we have Mobos is because black artists weren't getting weren't winning awards. So what is the point if you having Mobos and then the winners are Jesse Day, Josh Stone, and Sam Smith? Like they have the Brits. What is the point of this? And that's when I stopped. Playing well, I guess it's Mobos. because they said music of black and origin that's when, when, when they went wrong. Well, so, so you think the MOBO should just be purely for black people only? I think it should be for black artists. I don't think there is a need to have um, a, an award ceremony for white artists who do blackface, uh, musical blackface. I don't think there's a need for that. Wait, what's this about musical blackface? Because that's what I feel like someone like John Stone is. Not all of them are. I think Jesse J is excellent. I think she's fantastic. I love Jesse J. But some of these artists are literally like just doing these like imitations of black music and they're not even doing it as well as black people so like i don't feel like when we have jasmine sullivan that we should be giving mobos to Josh stone i think it's ridiculous I, I just don't i don't see the point of having an award show that was created to to help black artists gain exposure because they weren't getting exposure and then then give those awards to white people when they literally have the brits like sam smith is going to clean up at the brits so why does he need a mobo Mm. Yeah. But then, is it? But then, is is maybe the problem more that it? Because my thing is, is isn't it just about the selection process? Because I don't think you, I don't even think you need to not allow white artists to be nominated for it to be completely for for black people to win it every time. I just think the people that vote are are tapped because to me, Sam Smith winning over a black artist is just doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, so, 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 so to me, it's, it's like, is it the people who are nominating that's the problem? Because if- But the thing is, though, I would ask, why is Sam Smith even there? Why is he in the category? Does he even so make music of Black Origin? I, don't know. I guess, they, I guess loads, of, loads of people do though, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, loads of people now, like, what is music of Black Origin? Every music. Every, like, everything. So if, everything. if we're talking about music of Black Origin, there's so many people who can be nominated from doing music of Black Origin, but that was not, I don't feel like, that, that's what I'm saying. The, the Mobos has lost its purpose. It I don't think I don't feel like it functions. Um, it, it loses its purpose if if we're giving a, multiple awards to white artists. Like I just don't see the point of it. If you want to do that, that's fine. But I just don't see why. If you have the Brits, why do you need the Mobos? There is already a category for R&B artists or rap or whatever at the Brits. So if you're just going to give it to the same people, then what is the point? Probably to Ed Sheeran. Probably, but best urban artist. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. The biggest name in grime. Yeah, biggest name in grime. Ed Sheeran winning best urban artist. You you've defeated the point of it. Ed Sheeran is not at a loss for awards. He's not not getting recognition. He's getting loads of recognition. The 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 point of the Mobos is for artists who aren't getting recognition. And this year, I think they probably. Do you say? I don't think the. Do you think the purpose is for artists who aren't getting recognition? As in, black artists weren't getting recognition, which is right. the way okay. artists. Obviously, now the black artists that are winning are people who are like quite big in the game. But I'm saying, like, the whole starting point was to provide that exposure. Yeah, yeah. provide yeah. that exposure. Maybe it's the shift. Like, sorry, Gantash. <laughs> No, because I was going to go back to the point about the Grammys. I think my fundamental problem, even with the black people who do get nominated and do win, is that black people, um, brown people, Asian people literally have to turn pop culture on its head just to even get nominated, whereas white people get to be okay. They get to be mediocre, whereas like... Huh? Yeah, you 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 get to release something like Yummy, whereas mm -hmm. Chloe and Halle are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. 
No, Chloe and Halle have been, Chloe and Halle got three nominations, but again, it was in like the R&B categories, even though Ungon Liawa realistically should have been, should have been album of the year. Mm. And why, and the thing that annoys me is that white people know that because Chloe and Halle have been at every award show, every television thing, every something that's honoring women in music since April. Their tennis court has been put to use so much since the pandemic that white people absolutely know what Chloe and Halle did with their music. And even something as basic as the MTV Awards this year, Chloe and Halle were given the red carpet performance, not even main stage. So, so I hear that, right? And if we're talking about like that, that separation between, you know, recognizing the talent and, providing a space so you know in the name of inclusivity providing a space for non-black people to really lean into the culture and embrace it like i suppose the, the example that really jumps to my mind now is um, my jamaican brother Je uh, chet hanks who <laughs> oh my gosh uh, <laughs> again another fantastic why thank you what, what i really what i really love is that Hearing Chet Hank speaks gives me far more confidence in any accents that I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has empowered me, um, but he definitely rubbed some people up the wrong way when he started. And we are we are going to dip back into Clubhouse for a short minute. Uh, he started a, a few Clubhouse rooms. I think there was a week where it was Chet Hanks leading every one of them. I think that was also the week that Mace was leading several rooms and Joe Budden was being a creep in several rooms. Oh, I, just, what on earth was going on in Clubhouse? Why is Mace, why is everyone going to Mace for relationship advice? There was a room called relationship advice with Mace. And I was Guys, like, wait, wait, hold up. Can we just play? Wait, hold on. Are we talking about Mace the rapper? Yes, yeah. Mace yeah, and Becca. Is he still a pastor? I think yes, he's, he's, I think he's taken, he's on a break. Uh, <laughs> let's, we, I'm going to play, I'm going to play Chet Hanks so people can understand. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you know what I'm saying? We have seen the father to a man's message in a while, soon before I would come. We got two men. Yo, we got the youth that we are the kings now. We wake up this morning and we see the thing turn up. Oh, sorry, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Sorry, that's just. Um, uh, can I just add to the <coughs> listeners who may not know but that that man doing that cheap, awful imitation of a Jamaican accent is actually Tom Hanks's son. Yeah, that is that is Woody. Why was it? Toy Story's son. Why well, like is that Tom Hanks is silent throughout this? <laughs> it's the right thing to do. It is, I respect it's 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 absolutely right. the right thing to do. Because I couldn't defend my child in that situation, and he's just been like. I need to know. I need to sit down with the Hanks family and understand how this happened because how are you, Tom Hanks's son, talking like this? This is what happens when you don't get beaten as a child. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> He's had too many family holidays in Jamaica. Yeah, and he just obviously felt strong connection. No, he I mean, has a, he he's got a black Jamaica. baby mama. Oh, has he? Does he? Is she Jamaican? I don't know. I know he has a black baby mama, but I'm just there like, how is she, she not she embarrassed? Must she must hate him, boy. 
How is she, how not, is she embarrassed? not embarrassed? I mean, with, with Tom uh, Hanks. Yeah, I'm being ashamed. She's probably giving him the lines, isn't she? Say this one. Get us some more money, baby. Oh, people, need to, people need to Google the term puppy show. That's all it is when I see it, man. It's yeah, just yeah. put in his mouth. He's, he's, he's a fool. He's just going on foolishness. I can't not laugh. I just have to laugh. Not because it's a good impression. Just because this is a grown man. This is a yes. grown man acting stupid, acting foolish on the internet. Why is he doing it? There's, there's no need to go mad about it. But what are you doing? <laughs> Jamaican, Jamaicans from um, who live in Jamaica were saying that us, which they call flagging bio Jamaicans, as mm. those of us who aren't actually um, living in Jamaica, were overreacting. Yeah, I saw that as well. It's it's the same oh, well, they, they said Jamaicans from Britain were overreacting. Yeah, and Americans and stuff were overreacting. Yeah, diaspora. Yeah, diaspora people, basically. Even African Americans, like not Jamaicans, but African Americans were coming to check hands. And then some of the Jamaicans were like, oh no, we love it when he does that. And the same ones who, who were happy with Adele and her tiny bumps and her blank bikini. I'm sorry. Yeah, so my thing is, I'm not really that offended. I just don't really care. I don't think it's offensive. I just think it's yeah, stupid. I just think it's stupid. I just think it's stupid. I'm not offended. I just think it's stupid. I just think it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm not that offended. Just stupid. I just don't really care that much. But I do think that um, what I find quite frustrating, especially in these conversations about like these kind of things, is that Caribbeans who are living in the Caribbean and have limited to no interaction with white people en masse, Mm. I always want I have like these big opinions about how we're too offended and blah 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 and I'm like but you guys don't live in a white majority country yeah, so you, you have absolutely it. no idea what it's you're true. talking about like the fact that you come across a few white Jamaicans and if you really deep it white Jamaicans are actually running your country and own yeah. everything so you should be upset but at least the accents are more important yeah, well, okay. <laughs> true like you're, you're talking like we're overreacting, but that's because you don't know what it's like to have people actually consistently make fun of your country. Like, yeah. And do that. And do that to, to you. you. Like, not from a place of... Not, not from, from a place, place of, of appreciation, but from a place of... Place a joke of, of joke, of mockery, and everything's a joke to them. So, yeah, I just I just feel like, unless you have lived... And this is... I've spoken to people who were born, uh, born and brought up in the Caribbean and have moved here, and they've literally said, I didn't understand it until I, until I lived here for a year, and then I got it. Mm. Mm. that's interesting yeah uh just to clarify guys i've done a little bit of googling chet hanks is married to this woman wait so a black just a black not jamaican just a black woman i don't know if she's jamaican but this 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 black woman decided to sign to attach herself legally to this man yeah, but hold on. We don't know that Tom Hanks's money is guaranteed. We're talking about white people here. They will leave all their money to their cats. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, this is Tom Hanks. Do you know what? It's, it's true. But at the same time, she's living it up now. Why not live it up now? You yeah, only get one life. So even it's true if because what, what was it? Hasn't well, didn't Bill Gates flat out say that he's not leaving any of his inheritance to his kids? I'm sure they're still living well though. Yeah, yeah. trust me. Yeah. I don't need no inheritance. <laughs> but like, okay, Dad, you can talk all that stuff now. Pass me the yacht. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Bill Gates is your dad, every door is open to you in the entire world. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Just say your last name yeah, you as you walk into a country. He's Gates. probably working for his company or whatever. They don't need his money. 
what what I what I find particularly interesting is because I, I don't think there's enough to really delve into in Chet Hanks. He is a he is a fool. Um, my my real question um, that I would like to pose as the final exam question. Thirty marks. I will pose this to everyone. Um, how did Tom Hanks keep Chet Hanks hidden for so long? Honestly, <laughs> what do you mean? Why are we only hearing about it? That's a full grown man. But I've never right? I've never heard about this, but until like this year. No, I had heard about Chet Hanks about maybe about two, three years ago because he's been doing this Jamaican acting for a while. Still a full-grown man. Chet Hanks is not 18. He's not 19. He is in his 30s. He's a big man. Wait, he's in his 30s? (laughs) He's a big big, big, big man. No, Chet Hanks is older than us. Wow. That's what I was saying about the show, man. This is why it's the 30-mark question. How did Tom Hanks keep Chet Hanks hidden for this long? Maybe he paid him off, but now the money's gone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Maybe was like, you're not giving me enough money. I'm out. Wait, but uh, well, hold on a second. But do we really actually know white celebrities' kids like that? I was just thinking that. I was thinking yes. that actually, like, yeah, no, you yes, do. But do seen, you because they're loud about it. Wait, they're, name, name, them, one, name, name one white celebrity. White celebrity kids. Who's not black? Who's not black? And who's also of like Peter Geldof? Rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. Who? What? Peter, oh, come on. You know, oh, sorry, sorry, Peter's girl. Sorry, sorry. Right. Ah, movie star, so movie, star, movie, movie star. Right, movie. No, movie star who's of white, Tom Hanks' white age. Movie stars. White movie star's kids. Name one. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't Siri. name them, but Siri? I'm. Siri? Siri. That's, that's Apple. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, Siri, that's Tom, ha- that's Tom Cruise's daughter. Yeah, Tom um, all of all of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's um, adopted children. Them. No, we're not counting. We're not counting adopted kids from our country. We're not counting. First that. of all, first of all, you be, you probably couldn't even name all six of those kids. No, of course not. Well, I'm done for knowing. No, but six. I'm saying I, I, was, I was talking about white Hollywood celebrities of Tom Hanks's age. Because, like, the things are like Suri is like, what was it? Yeah, she's Tom, right. Tom, she's Tom Cruise's kids from like his marriage with what's her name from. Katie Holmes. Yeah, Katie Holmes. That's that was, that's not even his first kid. Like, didn't he have kids with Nicole Kidman? Oh gosh, yeah, I have no idea. Who they See, are. I don't. Which is, I think is the it's, I think it's the way it should be. I shouldn't know who they are. See, exactly. I so I don't know why Chet Hanks decided to pop up on the parapet. It'll be calculated. It'll be calculated. He's yeah. doing this because he knows how black people will rally behind or against something and make yeah. it very popular on Twitter and on Instagram and that kind of thing. Now everyone knows track. who Chet Hanks is. He's gonna, yeah, you're right. He's going to be on someone's track. That's I'm very true. Exactly. Like Probably Snoop Dogg. I'm still going to rebrand himself to Snoop Lion again. <laughs> this is my prediction for 2021. Chet Hanks will be on someone's track. 100%. Where he'll be on someone's track. Mm, for sure. As much as, I, as much as I, it pains me, you're almost certainly right. He's he's gearing up for a reggae career. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, though, when he gets bored of this, when he makes his money, he will drop the accent and go back so to quickly. being, and he will go back to being Lily White, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks's child. He might be yep. a holiday. Ah, uh, doubtful. Yeah, he might say he was younger, didn't know cultural appropriation. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know. Yeah. I was I was thirty, but yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, he really loved raising culture, <laughs> and he thought he was showing appreciation. But now he understands that it wasn't appreciation, but it's appreciation. And he's sorry, and he has a lot of love for the black community, and he's always involved in anti-racism activist work, and he's donating to the National Patwa League or something. Further <laughs> 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 Jamaican languages, I don't know. Do we think he'll cry? 
I think he'll cry. Yeah, no, he, seems like, he seems like a cry. Will, yeah. will, I, will I either get an Instagram live tears? Yes, yes. Or, or a simple notes notes on the story. Yeah. Notes. Yes. <laughs> Those are so okay. I think I he, he's going to cry. He's going to try and channel the genes of his father and actually try and cry. Miss Sarah, <laughs> you never knew you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like that. Um honestly, I think we should all try to channel the genes of Tom Hanks. He for all of his I would prefer to do Denzel. We'd all prefer to do Denzel. I mean, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> except for, except for, I'm not sure if anyone's seen Dom. I think it might have been on your timeline that I saw it. The the time that he was uh, uh, he Extender. played Extender. He was from <laughs> he was what? Wait, what? Denzel early in his career played a, a young British soldier. <laughs> no, he did. What? With the accent, everything. Yeah. With the accent. I'm trying to see if I can find it now. Uh, it's on YouTube. Like the whole film, the whole film is on YouTube. I started watching it. Oh no! <laughs> can you hear that? Oh, Hold on. It's good enough for a flash bastard like you, girls. Good enough for me. I don't live here no more. Where'd you move to? In nice bridge. Oh no! <laughs> That's young Denzel, man. So oh, yeah, it's okay. We forgive him. Yeah, yeah, we forgive him. But rah, that was bad. It's kind of like the way the way we forgive Dick Van Dyke for what he did in Mary Poppins. Did we? Did Mary Poppins? <laughs> yeah, Mary, that was a bit of an oh, accent. Chim 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 on your on your point about genetics as we look at the medical advancements in the news this week uh, okay the, come through s-e-g u-e oh is it e-u <laughs> e-u <Okay. laughs> that's, that's, no, to me, that's, that's as mad as buns to be honest that's as mad as buns no, I did that to do that's as mad speaking of the e-u okay sorry no shut up no you didn't <laughs> we're not going there we are not going there if we were speaking of the EU, obviously we would be talking about the German manuf- the German uh, scientist of Turkish origin <laughs> who to create the Pfizer vaccine. Um, yeah, so like we say, we are starting to wrap this up. We've got two very short topics. This should be pretty easy. The question is, this vaccine, when it's available, are you taking it or not? And I'm going to start with the doctor. Oh, I don't have my profession. <laughs> what? How is that at you? You are okay, in the medical okay, profession. What? He means the, I don't know, the... The question. The, the judge. Oh, did I tell everyone on this podcast I'm a doctor? You're not a doctor. You're a solicitor. You're a, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't know. I should not have laughed that hard. <laughs> I can't. Listen, um, the, medical, yeah, okay. the medical expert in the yard. I, yeah, I will be taking the vaccine. Um, I might leave it. Well, I'm not going to get it. I'm probably not going to get it first anyway, because I'm not actually in the hospital at the moment. So I will have a couple of months to wait and see what happens to the rest of you. The rest of my colleagues. <laughs> All right. Courageous. Um, no, I will be taking the vaccine. Yeah. You will. Harry. Yeah. You are nice and quick. Tasha, where are you at? I will take it. I just want to be first in line. I want to see yeah. if people yeah, like... That's what I mean. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want I want a considerable amount of white people to take it before I do. Oh lord. Mm-hmm. that's a heavy nod. That's that's yeah. what you're saying too. I just want to go see if they turn into like zombies or anything first, but I'll take it. Hmm. Today? Oh, absolutely taking it. Mostly because I want to travel. Um, exactly. I'm so exactly. Same. Oh. <laughs> Same. The way I'm I couldn't travel that. for my 30th birthday. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my gosh. Time to was your birthday in lockdown? No, it, my birthday was in August. But sort of in oh, yeah, no, my 30th yeah. birthday was about three weeks ago in the middle of lockdown too. So I'm ready to take oh, any, any kind oh, of vaccine. So sorry. Happy belated, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Happy belated. Like the way we all turned dirty 30 and couldn't do nothing about mm-hmm. it. It's so sad. Yeah. yeah. Harry, 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 they said all. <laughs> yeah, I know, innit? All. All. We. That's sweet. Don't age me. No, no. Wow. I, I was having a conversation with some friends yesterday. Look at these infants talking. <laughs> Influence the hosts. I'm trying to. I'm trying I to... hope everyone missed that because that thing was <laughs> that actually completely makes up for everything I said at the beginning. I don't feel bad about it no more. Anyway, so <laughs> what I was going to say about, about I was actually having a conversation with friends yesterday, and all of them said they're not taking it. As black people, Honestly, black people are not they're not taking it. Black people, black people, they don't want to take it, bro. And I actually, I understand why black people don't want to take it. Too. No, I understand as well. Uh, everything because everyone talks about conspiracy theory but i'm like everything that's happened to black people has actually been a conspiracy it's actually been one big conspiracy to keep us down so actually i understand it yeah but no i do understand it that's why i said i'm not gonna be first in line exactly i i would say i understand it but what i don't understand is black people's general general mistrust of vaccines in general not just the coronavirus one like black people don't take their like they don't vaccinate their kids against measles i think it's a misunderstanding of how vaccines have worked and how they pre- how they prevent disease today. I think there's just a lot of misinformation around that they don't. And Christianity, the, the way m- many people have linked this vaccine to the end times. Luciferate. But it's a weird link because it's not even. I, I can't even Letitia explain, Wright. I can't oh no, that was so disappointing. Letitia Wright, how could she that embarrass so me like that? I'm not okay. Personally, I'm not disappointed because she has the right to have her opinion about the vaccine. Like, I mean, that's you know. I don't agree with I don't agree. No, I, I, I do I do think it is stupid. The no, no, the thing is though, like of all the things you're not agreeing, the video that she put out though is like oh, girl, this video, like these people clearly don't know what they're talking about mm. at all. And I was just that and I understand, girl, have your opinion, but have it not on the internet because you could see the way Marvel gathered her right up together. I just, I just thought, I just don't think some of these people, and I get it, it's like that, I get it as a Christian, it's like, oh, boldness for Christ, all these kind of things. But I, I also believe in like being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And then the whole thing where she didn't watch the whole video and then they said stuff about trans people. And I was like, bro, like you're a big time celebrity. Why are you not thinking about this stuff, bro? Like what, like would it, who is your manager? Why is no one just like, I'm just like, your she needs somebody to manage her social media. But it's not like that though. I, it's not like that though, necessarily. No, it is I guess at like the same that. time, no but, no, but what I mean is like, she's, she's her own person. So she's going to want to post stuff and she's not necessarily going to want to run it past somebody. And then have a burner account. She needs to. <laughs> There's some things that you don't want to do in life, but you need to. So even yeah, me, it's too late at now. my big age, if I was a celebrity, if I got famous, I would have somebody to run my stuff past. And you guys know I'm in control of my own voice. 
in, in fairness, yeah. in fairness, Nezi, you are already a celebrity, and we are getting you a, a publicist to make. <laughs> 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 because you Guys, have your own, I mean, your, have your own hate mail already. <laughs> You're actually a celebrity. <laughs> No, as someone who works with publicists, I'm actually begging Letitia Wright, have someone else run your account. Because the thing is, though, she has a job where so much is like, so much of it is public perception. And you could like, she had to take down her whole account. I know for a fact that Marvel were there like, madam, shut mm -hmm. up and take this down. Because she's geared up to be the next <laughs> Black Panther as well. She needs to keep quiet. And the thing is, what really actually I thought was quite silly was a lot. I saw quite a few black people being like, uh, "Oh, cancel her! Oh, find! Oh, we can find other people to be sure. And I was just like, "You no, guys you really need to. You guys really need to just just slow down on this whole. Like, just, I'm not saying that what Tisha Wright said was cool, but for her to, for her to have to then be she can't be in Black Panther anymore. It's just like such an, a gross overreaction. Like all of your uncles are saying the same thing about the vaccine." And you want to but I don't, yeah, but to be, to defend that, I don't think it was just that. I think it was the fact that there were other things said in the video that people didn't agree with. But what I also think is that I think what people don't understand, and this is she made this very clear, and people didn't listen to her. She's not. She didn't actually say I agree with the whole video. She was just mm -hmm. saying the bit about the vaccine. I agree with that. There was a whole bunch of other things in the video, sure, and it is right. She should do her due diligence. But I don't think you can necessarily jump to say. Ah, oh, she hates trans people because I, I think she probably she might not have watched the whole video. Yeah, because I I don't I haven't even seen the video. I don't know what it said, but I'm like, it's very plausible that I might see a 53 minute video, like one part of it, and share that and not watch the whole thing. Which I think is irresponsible. I agree. I think it's irresponsible. You shouldn't do that. But you can't necessarily then say, oh, I agree with everything that was said in the video just because I like saw this thing and said I agree with this. Although having yeah. said that, I wouldn't share. You know, I wouldn't share. I wouldn't share a video that I haven't. I don't agree with. That's the thing. She's, <laughs> so, too, she's too big in the game to be making. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's rookie error. Rookie like, error. like even yeah. even those of us who don't even have a lovely platform. If if there's a video, like I, I I've definitely retweeted and untweeted things because yeah. of who it came from, or <laughs> oh, I've hit certain things and oh, I don't want to retweet you, like. Which is, uh, which I kind of find annoying, but it's just life. Yeah. Because like, for me, I don't, I don't think I have to, this is the problem with this generation. They think if you, you either wholeheartedly agree with everything someone says ever, or you, you don't, no nuance. don't agree with anything. There's no nuance. Not even that. There's people that I actually fully agree with. I just wouldn't retweet them because I know if I retweet them, I'll get cancelled. That's it. No, it's true. But, and that's the thing like, though, like she. <laughs> <laughs> don't try <it. laughs> I just, there's, there's no point in this generation because I know that you can't be, there's certain opinions that, they're just not for public consumption. That's yeah. it. And the same, they can't. People can't think critically, so they can't. They can't even understand the concept of agreeing with some things and not with other things. And people aren't lesson. allowed to grow. Letitia Wright is twenty-seven years old. She messed up. She messed up. Yeah, but why are people trying to cancel her? People do things wrong all the time. In twenty twenty, where everything is on social media, everything is publicized. You make a mistake and you're done, which is ridiculous. Like Absolutely no, ridiculous. But the thing is that I promise you, if the girl just lays low and keeps quiet, she will be fine because yeah. Yeah. She, listen, yeah. if she kills it in Black Panther 2, everyone will forget that she even did this. It's when, kind of like um do you remember when Raven Simone was on The View and the amount of countless yep. dumb stuff oh she gosh, used to yeah. say? I'm from yeah. every country in Africa. Like, she and she, except she, one, except one. She's from except she's one, every, yes. No, she said, in Africa. She, she <laughs> said, You were too young. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Ra- okay, okay. Ra- Raven yeah. said she is from every continent in Africa except one. <laughs> you said every yeah. continent? Every continent. Uh, country in Africa. Africa. Oh, no. <laughs> it was continent. That's, that's it was, was continent. So that's why it was no, so dumb. No, but the thing is, though, she said a number of, like, coon-like stuff on The View as well. Yeah, she then she left The View, went back to Disney Channel, did, like, what was it, the adult version of That's So Raven. She's literally kept quiet for the past three years. And everyone is remembering all the stuff that she did on G- Disney Channel. Everyone loves her again. It's literally mm. like everyone forgot that she's done this stuff. So I'm just saying, if Letitia keeps quiet, we'll forget mm-hmm. it. But but to go back, I think we've forgotten about the fact that so many people have, like, lost their jobs, lost family, lost lives during 2020, that for someone to say something so ignorant about the vaccine, it's like, sis, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was irresponsible, and I think um, yeah, I I do think we ha- I, I think everybody has to be aware that how we talk about the vaccine it has it does have this ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Like even me, yeah. I'm actually starting to be more aware about how I talk about it around people. Even people that I really love, like you had a conversation with my parents, um, and I, I have to be really even my doubts. Some of my doubts about things, um, just generally, I mm-hmm. sometimes keep to myself just because. I, I know that people, especially in this time, everyone's so fearful and everybody's so anxious about their health that people will just, any slight misinformation, people will latch onto it. Mm. And they will use that as a reason to not take the vaccine or to not do certain things. Like there is so many memes with, with crazy things in them. And there's so many people who, I've even seen people who have quote unquote PhDs who are spreading like blatant scientific misinformation. Um, and so I just think, yeah, we all have to be careful about how we talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And Leti- and Letitia forgets that she's in a position of privilege where if she does get sick or she decides not to take the vaccine, the quality of healthcare she will have access to is not the same as the average person. Yeah. So she cannot be saying that, you know, I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm like, okay. And if you go whatever private hospital, you'll probably be fine. The rest of us may not be. So she can't afford to be sending out videos saying, think critically about this. I just want to give you guys some information, but you haven't even checked out all the information. Yeah. And also she, um, she'll probably end up taking the vaccine because I'm almost hundred percent sure film, filming companies are going to have some kind of protocol on, on set where everyone has to be vaccinated. Yeah. So oh, yeah, definitely. either she's going to take uh, this massive stand where she doesn't take the vaccine and loses out on a bunch of work or she's going to take it. And I'm hoping that she's not, she's sensible enough to just take the vaccine. It was poor timing as well because it was like what, what a week after she was so perfect in small acts. It was like literally yeah. a week. This happened. That was sad, man. And then what? A, it was a week after they've announced that Chad they're not replacing Chadwick Boseman. So it literally means that she will be the face of Black Panther. Yep. So I was like, I understood why she took down her account. I'm like, Marvel have told you to shut your mouth. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to screaming Wakanda forever with with the needle in my arm. Inject it. I really wanted, really, really wanted. I really relax, wanted relax. To, um, to have a conversation with a black woman doctor. Like, do like a video, have a conversation, ask all her questions about the vaccine. I and think that would still be good now. Yeah, I think she, I think she, that's what I'm saying. I think she should definitely do that. Like, I think it would be a great thing to do and let her ask all the questions, not not in a judgmental space, in like a very like, what are your questions? What are you worried about? What are the conspiracy theories you've heard? 
and have a black woman doctor sit down and just literally talk to her about it. I think it would be a great thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... You should be, be on her PR team. See, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to hear from Letitia on social media. For Not a for a minute. Oh, wow, still, yeah. For a year. Similar to what happened to James Gunn, Disney's PR machine is the most powerful in the world <laughs> because they made everyone forget about James Gunn. Who's Let him James go. Gunn? Who's James Gunn? The director of the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yes, him. Yeah, who got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy three because of um, I think it was messages that have been posted on social media years and years ago. Mm. Um, I don't know whether he was making jokes about paedophilia or something oh, from like ten years ago that people found and cancelled him for. Disney fired him. Told him, listen, go off to DC, do do your little the suicide squad. <laughs> the year after, um, Endgame is Endgame Infinity War comes out, we're gonna bring you back and we're not gonna mention none of it. But everyone's gonna be super hyped for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because we're gonna put Thor in it. And that is how well they've done it, that none of you remember that. That's very fair. Yeah, that's that's why I don't remember. Okay, you might also just not be a. You might also. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is mostly terrifying. That's the other side of it, but yeah, I I think Disney managed their stars very very carefully because their brand is too strong. Uh, but yeah, here we go. We are coming to the end of a fantastic episode. I've enjoyed it. I mean, Harry's already taken his leave. The (laughs) rude. Listen, this is why this is why nobody really wants you as um host listeners just before harry does return to his seat please can you bombard twitter instagram with the hashtag replace harry as host uh, or tunde for tftp anything along those lines please feel free to replace it start a clubhouse room do that um you know, even even you know, hijack other other hashtags like get on the jingle jangle hashtag. Speaking of which, this this isn't a plug. We're not sponsored, but you know Netflix. If you want to, has anyone watched Jingle Jangle? No, I'm saving it. Not yet. Like I don't even know what that is. Netflix Jingle Jangle is hands down the best Christmas movie ever made. I I yeah. That's fine. Go and watch it. Dom's gone off to watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is easily the best movie. It is blackity black. There's there's kids doing the guara guara in a dance sequence in it. It's a musical. It oh is, wait, I saw that clip on Twitter. Listen, that whole movie is just beautiful. Right? If we're looking for Christmas ideas, seeing as we are about to enter our first ever tiered Christmas in this country, please get your family or whoever you're in your Christmas bubble with and watch Jingle Jangle. Mm, I I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And if you are, I take no responsibility. Of course you don't. <laughs> it's not. Never do. Um, but uh, yeah, keep moving on to our final topic, which is the tiered Christmas. We are in tier two right now, as every likelihood will be in tier three before Christmas, because Boris under promises and over delivers. Um, a bit like a bit like Santa Claus himself, really. Oh, what? Listen, don't drag Santa into this. Listen, I. I, 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 I <laughs> 
<laughs> There's, I've never seen evidence that Santa Claus and Boris Johnson are not the same person. Don't so. do this to Santa. He doesn't deserve. He doesn't hey, deserve. Listen, evidence until until I see otherwise, I have to ask the questions. It's just it's just what the host does. I find this very upsetting. Well, cheer yourself up by telling us what you're doing with Christmas. Then, what's the plan for this tiered celebration period that we're having? I think it's just going to be my mum and my sisters, which is so disappointing because we usually have like our aunts, our uncles, our cousin. It's usually like a 15 man Christmas going on with us. Yeah. But then, you know, we're not going to risk the family getting sick. We're going to be safe. And then we'll go to my mentor's house for Boxing Day, which is our Christmas tradition of the last three years. And we're going to be like masked up. But you know, we'll do our best. That's cute. I like that. Dom, what's what's the, your what's your plan? Are you heading back up to the wilderness? I'm going up north. Yeah, I'm heading up north. Um, I'm actually you sound like Ned Stark when you said that. Ned Stark's from down the road from me. You see, very close. Um, that's what I think. <laughs> it's like a switch. That's a code switching. Um, I love actually it. love the accent. But, I've been for those it. of you who don't know, Ned Stark is from Game of Thrones, and he's also from Yorkshire. More important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, um, I'm going to be spending the next week isolating, basically. Um, and then I think my mum and my little brother are coming to pick me up rather than me getting on a train with a bag of people, getting COVID and making everyone sick up there. But it's going to be very quiet. It's going to be the three of us. We're usually the same as you, Tasha. It's usually my mum's siblings, all of their kids, grandparents, etc. We're not doing that this year. I think mm -hmm. I'm at the most we'll be going around to my uncles on boxing day seeing him my cousin but that's about it but i'll be honest with you that's going to be enough for me because my mom lives on her own my little brother's away at university so the fact that she's just going to have us two there just for a week or so that's the best thing for me so i think nathaniel's going to be there for about a month i can only manage about a week but still that in itself is a Christmas present for me that my mum's going to have people around her for once. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me right now. What a little sweet boy. I like it. I like it. Don't, don't call me a sweet boy again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, let's, let's go into the Tubman house. What's happening? I don't think we know. Really. We don't know. Cause we're just disorganized. Basically. We don't know what we're doing. We have, yeah, we have no idea. I, I think, Possibly we might see our parents, but... What do you mean possibly? Um, well, because like, we there were talks of them just, because them just staying where they are and us just staying where we are. Guys, what is this? Right. Listen, COVID's around, bruv. You didn't take a holiday like everyone else thinks. And, and because, like, I don't think our family's like, we, Christmas for us is very much more about extended family as in like, we see our extended family, but my parents aren't big on Christmas as a celebration. And as kids, my dad is anti-Christmas. That's quite anti-Christmas. Like, yeah, if you're not if you're not Adventist, you probably won't understand this. But some I'm Adventist. Adventist. Yeah, we know yeah. some Adventists are like Christmas is well, not even just some Adventists. Some Christians in general are like Christmas is a pagan festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's one of those Christmas is a pagan festival type people. Mm -hmm. So oh, I we, see. So we're just Christmas wasn't like it, like my mom kind of tried to make it like halfway decent for us, but it wasn't that big a deal in our house. So it was more like the big deal was seeing our extended family and like having a big meal together and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm not really sure what we're going to do. 
I'm, I'm, basically, my mom's not bothered. My dad wants to see us. We'll see who wins the fight. Yeah, we'll see, man. I would love to see them, but it's just... Uh, it's just that thing between, like, oh, do you want to... Um, like, do you really want to put them in danger? Or, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I'll probably, like... We'll probably, for the, the I don't know, a few days before, just not see anyone. Just try and keep it chill. Keep it safe. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a bit of a mad one. But, um, yeah, because yeah, I, think, I, think, I think we're the same over here. Like... We're allowed two other households and both of us were quite lucky that our families, basically we're the only ones who've moved out of our homes yeah. so far. So we can do a nice little... Cheese, married man in that. Wait, I was going to say, isn't this your first Christmas, like... Married. Do, do the listeners know that you're... Yeah, people people have been known, sadly. Yeah, so this is your first Christmas married. And ruined by... By all of this, this admitting of the fact that I'm not <laughs> not free to be a sugar baby, but obviously any listeners want to still make me a sugar baby with the full knowledge that I am married, please, please get in my DMs. I'm ready. Wow. You know what? I was so chuffed that I had like sugar daddy requests in my DMs. Oh. I was like, so <laughs> wow! Jeez. I was like, no one's ever wanted me as a sugar baby. Should I be offended? I'm quite offended. You should be offended because I was actually offended up until a lot of time, but then I got two. I was like, yes! There's a man out there that wants to pay my bills. Oh, oh, I would love that. Ah, what am I doing wrong? I'm probably being too opinionated. You know what? I don't know because it happened on Twitter and I'm not... Okay, you know what? My th- I feel like there might be some men out there that believe that I will act on my thirst. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Maybe I'm not very. I'm not very um. Just, on no, I, you just need to. You just need to post more pictures or gifs or video clips of any man that you may find attractive with the with the kind of caption of who gave him the audacity. Uh, I do. That anyway. <laughs> uh, dis- describe the oh, ex person in a wet shirt. Wow, how dare he? Wow. Uh, why are you doing this? I feel like, can I do that if I'm in a relationship? Yes, absolutely. Yes, you can. Yeah, because you're 100%. trying to get your bills paid. Do you know, yeah, you're you. so right. You're so right. This do you know the way the way I have actually considered starting an OnlyFans just for feet? Oh, I thought it was just me. Let's do one together. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and on that note, um, that's the end of Tales on the Plantation. Honestly, wow, what a great I episode. Like, yeah. That uh, sorry, I'm just going to meet him. I'm just going nice gonna... to... I, I can get a... What is going on? What is going on? So, Tinder, could you... Tinder, yeah, could are. you moderate? Moderate is be moderating. Moderate is be moderating. We're going to wrap up. We're going to close the book. Why are you trying to stop black women being great? Stop speaking of a black woman. Can I, this just, been, can I actually just say, like, to all my haters out there, you might not like what I say, but I have been specifically told that I have very symmetrical toes. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Let's end it now. Let's end it now. Tunde, wrap that thing up now. Wrap it up. It's been, it's been, a, great com- it's so been a great conversation. It's been... Listen, I'm just saying, I'm Go watching my OnlyFans on Tales from the Plantation. If you like feet, if that's your zhuzh, Jews, you know. <laughs> and you can send any bottles of nail polish to. Oh my god! No, no you can't. Number sixteen. <laughs> or can I just say, if you would like the kind of woman who will yell at you and slap you in the face, and you get off on that, 
I am also willing to participate. Oh, oh wow. So this has been this has been Tales from the Plantation after dark. Have, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to volume 36. I do not know what happened. I don't know how we got here, but because I would like to say moderated. I mean, <laughs> listen. I can't lie, I was taking down notes because me too, I'm trying to get my bills paid. Um, <laughs> at the end of this episode, let's say a big thank you to Dom. Do you want to shout out your uh, socials once again? Yes, yes. It's Dom underscore HT on Instagram. Dom H Thompson, also known as Raphael De La Ghetto on Twitter. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. That's Dom from Black in the Box podcast. You can find them on all good Spotify. Uh, all good Spotify, all good podcast platforms. And we also were joined by the lovely, as always, Tasha Sampa. Hey. Um, so, guys, you can find me, Sampa Tasha, on Twitter, or Little Miss Taz 7 on Instagram, and The Soulful Storm on all social media platforms. And you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anchor. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, that's Tasha Sampa from A Soulful And Storm. my OnlyFans will be coming. <laughs> also, if you are an OnlyFans subscriber, um, you can find her at church every Saturday. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Um, and, of course, closing out with uh, with our regulars. Obviously, <sighs> out to Buttons. We miss you this week, but obviously dinner with friends is apparently more important than the party. Dinner <laughs> with sure. friends. Well, with friends. Hey. <laughs> <Rude>. <laughs> uh, so Nezzy, Nezzy and Harry, you want to say your goodbyes? Yeah, shout out to everybody. Um, again, obviously, at Tales and Plantation on Instagram, with Facebook, at Plantation Tales on Twitter. Um, you can find us uh, everywhere you get good podcasts. Obviously, um, talesandplantation at gmail.com if you have any stories you want to tell us requests anything i know i know people ain't doing that but it doesn't matter i'm still plugging it anyway my wig story yeah they did and so to continue the conversation she posted email. one review that yeah, mentioned yeah. you briefly chew out go oh my gosh anyway and then yeah, if you if you want to continue the conversation, hashtag tells on plantation on all most social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram. My followers are going up, man. So do us a favour, give I us a follow. No, you lost them. <laughs> Nezzy, do you want to just say goodbye? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so you can find me at N E Z E T T A um, on Twitter, and then also my only fans, Chocolate Toes Twenty Two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you end yeah. All right. So huge thank you to everyone once again. This has been TFTP underscore Tunde, your preferred host. The famous uh, moderator. Famous moderator leading you some way to freedom and leaving it for Harry to pick up the rest of the slack on the next episode. But Tales from the Plantation After Dark, Volume 36. We out. Later. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.